Nuts with Nick Golden. What the fuck are you guys waiting on? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Shots. So I got real, real busy, real busy, and I didn't have time to record. So I'm recording right now. Um, so this is going to be another solo one. It's just been really busy the last few weeks. So recording has been difficult and scheduling stuff hasn't come through. And I'm also, I got to figure out what to do next week. So I'll be in San Francisco on Tuesday. So maybe Tom and Chris and I will get drunk and record like we always plan to do and never do. So today, I last night I was asleep. Well, two nights ago because, you know, this is coming out on Tuesday. So um, two nights ago, I was laying in bed and I had a great idea of an episode and it was going to be about boundaries and invisible boundaries and just weird ways that we do stuff and it sounded really entertaining. It took me all day to remember that. I woke up in the morning and couldn't remember anything. I had no idea what I had been talking about, so I didn't do that one. Um, I need to write it down. I started a Trello board to start remembering my ideas for podcast ideas and I just need to start saving them up and getting them done. We're just trying to get ready for a house party, so it's been a bit of an issue finding a half an hour or even an hour at night to record. So now you get this random shit. So today I'm going to talk about fostering dogs, which Rebecca has been telling me I should have somebody on from cause, which is who I foster with, but I'm not going to talk about it myself because screw you, Rebecca. So today I'm going to talk about fostering dogs. Uh, We've been doing that for about I think two years now, um, we first started fostering not too long after we moved into our house in Farmington. We got our townhouse and that's the first thing Emily wanted to do. Um, let's see, three of our animals had been fosters before. Um, Khaleesi, our cat was a foster cat. She was found on the side of the road out by Wendover and was a bottle baby and grew up with cats and I think that's why or grew up with dogs she grew up with nothing but dogs and I think that's why she always tries to torment and wrestle with our dogs and Coco came from a super adoption event Um, we don't know what her story was she was a mess and she was a puppy she was like a walking mop so Emily uh, adopted her and then Abby um, my grandma's dog she came from a super adoption as well they found her wandering the road somewhere in central Utah. And I think she was a cattle dog. She acts like a cattle dog. She climbs on the hood of your car and she tries to herd the other dogs around the backyard and stuff. So I'm pretty sure she's a cattle dog. She also does weird stuff. We found her on the mantle once when we came home. I have no idea how she got up there, how she was even standing there, but just does weird stuff like that. Uh, When we first started fostering, Emily's always had a soft spot for broken animals. So our first foster dog was Thug Pug. Thug Pug was, let me, let me step back. So we started just volunteering. We couldn't foster, but we started uh, volunteering, walking dogs at adoption events and stuff because they're stuck in crates all day long. And that just doesn't help them get adopted. Like they don't act like who they are when they're stuck in a crate in a pet smart that's loud and full of other crazy dogs or things like that. So we would go and just take them on walks and stuff. Um, And after we'd been doing that for a while is when we finally got into a house. And that's when we did our first foster. So that's when we got Thug Pug. Um, 
Her actual name was Wichita, and she was a senior pug. And since she was deaf, we just called her whatever we wanted to. We never called her Wichita. Um, I don't even know. I We called her Thug Pug just because it rhymes and it's funny. And I eventually started calling her Tugboat instead. Um, she was blind and deaf. And when we got here, her, I don't think she had ever really been in a family or in a home. We think that she came from a puppy mill or a breeder situation that she just breeded dogs. And when she couldn't anymore, they just got rid of her. So the first thing is we had her spayed. And once she recovered from that, she was doing a little better. Um, her first thing she discovered was dog vets. Uh, she didn't really understand people and she didn't seek us out at all. She didn't seek out affection or anything, but she eventually started sitting on the dog beds instead of just on the floor of the tile. And after a while, she started understanding that we weren't like there to hurt her and we would make sure she could smell us or find us first before we would pick her up or anything. After a while, she got used to us. And then one day she discovered the couch and she started to love just sitting on the couch with us as well. Um, even though she was blind and deaf, she could find her way onto the couch and off of the couch by herself, which it's pretty impressive considering she'd only been in our house like a few weeks at that time. And she would come climb on the couch with me or climb on the couch by herself. She always just wanted to hang out and cuddle and just chill. And that was maybe two or three weeks in. And she was slowly getting healthier and healthier and happier and happier. And she also eventually discovered uh, the dog bed on top of the couch is like the best thing ever. She turned from like a... I don't know anything about the inside to a super spoiled dog really fast. And she got around really well. Um, she did fall down the stairs once, which was terrible. Uh, made me feel really, really bad. But it was also kind of funny. Um, and she was a generally happy dog and we would take her to adoption events and she was perfect because she didn't care. She would just sit in somebody's lap and she was totally happy. She didn't bark or anything. So she looked like this idyllic dog to people that came and wanted her. Just they would then find out that she was old, blind, and deaf. So they didn't want her. Eventually, though, somebody did want her. They adopted her and they had kids, a one level house, a fenced yard, and I think they also had an older dog. And the older dog has since passed, but they initially got along great. And we even have pictures of the kids cutting her nails and she's asleep. She's just passed out in somebody's arms while they cut her nails. We have pictures of her on dog beds, on the couch, just super happy. And it's two years ago, and we didn't even know if she would live the rest of that year. And she's still going strong and still doing great. So that was that was foster dog number one. Foster dog number two was uh, what we started calling an Italian gray wawa. She was a chihuahua Italian greyhound mix. And Emily named her Winky. Um, I think her actual name was Roxy. I can't remember. But she looked like Winky the house elf from Harry Potter. So that's what we named her. Um, she had a broken leg and she got taken to the pound or to the vet by her owners. And they wanted to have her euthanized because her leg was broken. Um, the shelter didn't want to do that because there's nothing wrong with a broken leg. The people just didn't want to pay for it to get fixed. And when the vet did x-rays, he found out that that wasn't the first time she'd had a broken leg. And it looked like she had blunt force trauma. So she got like kicked or stepped on or something like that. And somebody 
in the shelter network in Utah. There's a whole you know Facebook group of people and email groups of people that know each other, and they're the ones that are talking and pulling dogs. And somebody in that group decided to pay all of her medical bills. They didn't pull her out of the shelter or anything. They just said, this dog, I'll take care of her broken leg. And so we got her pulled from the shelter. Emily went and met her, and she was really scared and in a ton of pain. She had an unset broken leg just sitting in a cage at a shelter. And we got her out. We got her surgery, and we got her home. And she did pretty good. Um, she was a scared, tiny little dog, and her leg hurt a ton but she was really happy to be around us and she loved us and our dogs and our cat. And she, for the most part, she was good. She was a terror going into her crate. Uh, we would have to put her in other rooms and it would take us forever to get any sleep. Same with the, the thug pug. They just hated their crate, just hated it. Um, we would take Winky on short walks as much as she could with her broken leg. We'd end up carrying her a lot, but she just never wanted to stop. Like it didn't slow her down at all. Um, and we didn't even have her for that long. She got adopted by somebody else with a blind, uh, no, she had somebody adopt her that had other small dogs like that, little Italian greyhounds and chihuahuas and stuff and that they would get along with. And, um, we thought it was going to be good. And she almost got returned to us sometime last year because Winky was not getting along with her or maybe not getting along with the lady's husband. Um, so they eventually just got a trainer. Like this dog had never been trained and these people just weren't putting in that much effort and they finally started putting in enough effort to take care of this dog. It was just really weird that they had had her for so long and dealt with her medical issues because she still had a broken leg when she got adopted out. But over just the dog clinging to one person over the other, they were having issues. It's just silly to me, but whatever. What do I know? Um, after Winky was a really hard one, that's when we had Pepper and Emily already has a soft spot for poodles. Um, and we've got Coco as our poodle and Emily just loves poodles and wants all of them now. And Winky was this senior tiny little poodle and, um, I think when we got her out of the shelter, she was like three pounds, maybe four pounds, just a super tiny little thing. And um, when we went to pick her up, she was, um, when we went to pick her up, she just stunk. She stunk so bad. Uh, we had to roll our windows down. And it was like January or February, and we had to have our windows rolled down all the way to the vet so we could go bathe her. She was blind and deaf and in the dog shelter and had just been sleeping in there and peeing on herself and pooping on herself, and it was really gross, and she just reeked of ammonia. Like, it burned our throats and eyes. And so we put her in the car and wrapped her in a blanket and drove her to the vet, and we got to the vet early and just begged them to let us use their dog washing station to get her somewhat cleaned up. Um her eyes, the reason she was blind is she had ulcers in her eyes that had burst. And so her eyes were all crusted and we cleaned her up as best as we could. And we got her checked out by the vet and then we went and bathed her again and then took her home and then bathed her again. And she did pretty good. She was blind and deaf and 
she was just happy to like sit with you at any chance she had. That's all she wanted in the world. Um, she's just really happy every morning. Um, before Emily left for work, she would uh, just put her on my chest and she would just sleep on my chest for like an hour or two. And then I'd put her in her crate when I went to work. She's a pretty happy dog. She loved to go on walks. We got a little uh, bag for her, put her in a little bag, and we would just put her in that when we took our dogs on walks and she loved it. She'd be super happy and calm in there. And we'd let her go walk around in the grass in certain areas. Just a super happy dog. But, um, she had a lot of health problems and eventually she just kept getting sick and her organs were shutting down. And so she became our hospice foster. We were just going to keep her until she died, which ended up being not very long. Um, I think we ended up having her for maybe two months total before she passed. And that was a really hard day. Um, she was just really sick and miserable and she had a heart murmur and was just always coughing and couldn't really breathe. And so we had to make the decision to have her put down, which Emily always wanted to have these old dogs, but I think that one was a really hard one for her to make that decision. Um, and we were going to take a break after that one because that was really hard. And we ended up getting Delilah like a month and a half later. Um, She's a schnauzer that was dumped in the shelter at 15 years old. Her owners just put that they were moving and didn't want the dog anymore. So she was this big matted mess up in the shelter in Logan and a friend of ours, um, they transferred her. They drove up to Logan and brought her down to us in Farmington and we were just going to foster her for a while. Um, I have an awesome picture of her just hanging out with me on the couch on the first day we brought her home watching a soccer game. And she was super happy and like just loved being in our house. She loved our dogs and our cat. And for a 15 year old dog, she like scoots around pretty well. Like she's an act 15 at all. People are usually surprised when we tell her she's 16 now, but we um, were just keeping an eye on her. She had to get a lot of teeth taken care of and she, uh, she has what we call scales. Um, Schnauzers are prone to a lot of skin diseases and she basically has an immune deficiency and she has scales all over her body. So she gets bath, she gets bathed really often. Originally she was getting bathed twice a week, sometimes three times a week, just to try to work on these scales, which sometimes burst open and are super gross and they smell like pus and blood and it's just real sad. Um, so we had her for a while and we had her in and out of the vet just checking on some medical stuff and eventually we just decided we were going to keep her um we were taking her on we were taking her on hikes and we were taking her just on doing anything we did so she fit in with our family so well that we just decided to keep her and at this point i mean She's still doing pretty good. She has uh, two BBs inside of her. She has one that's up against her spine, and we think she, and she has nerve damage in her back feet. And so she kind of walks funny and stuff, but she's super attached to us. Um, she follows me pretty much everywhere. She goes on car rides with us wherever we go. She's just super happy to just be near us. And although she does wake me up at 5.30 every morning without fail, she's pawing at me to get up so we can get her fed. Um she's a great dog and we just, yeah, we decided to keep her. We've had her over a year now and we still, uh, since we got into our new house, we've fostered again. And this last one we only had for about a week. Um, 
she is, so our last foster. So yeah, we had Delilah. I feel like I'm missing one. We adopted Delilah. Oh, and then we couldn't foster anymore because in our townhouse, um, you're only supposed to have two animals. And at that point we had four and we were trying to sell our house. So we didn't foster anymore until we got into our new house. And then we picked up a foster um, old house. I'm totally forgetting when we had her, but we had a dog. I think we had her in our old house at the very end. Um, her name was Fancy and she was a little old poodle that was deaf and um, had like no teeth left. She had one tooth and it was rotting away. And we eventually had to have that one um, removed and she had just no teeth left. And she was a super happy little poodle, just bounding around everywhere, just always wanted to sleep with you and cuddle with you and just chase the cat sometimes, just a super happy dog with no teeth. And she was mostly deaf. She could hear a little bit. And she got adopted earlier this year by a preschool teacher. Um, she's funny just because her tongue was always hanging out and just a super floppy, goofy dog. And she weighed maybe like eight pounds. And then after that one, we had another one. So we got an old poodle who looked like just an old version of one of our dogs. And then there was an old rat terrier that looked like an old version of one of our dogs. And we picked Roxy up from the vet and had her for one day and she kind of ate. And then the next day she stopped eating at all. And she ended up not eating at our house at all for like over 24 hours. So we took her to the vet and the vet kept an eye on her and she didn't eat there either. And it turns out that she had diabetes that was undiagnosed and a host of other health problems. And she had a heart murmur and she spent most of the time at our house just coughing and struggling to breathe. Um, I think she maybe spent two nights at our house and one of the nights she spent mostly on the floor in the front room with Emily on the couch because she just couldn't stay in her crate. And we took her to the vet and she ended up not eating at the vet at all for two days. And we went in there and basically she was dying. Um, just so many, so many things that were just untreated. So we took her and we went and got her a cheeseburger and a shake and we took her to the park to hang out for a while and she wouldn't eat either of them. She took one minuscule bite of the cheeseburger and that's it. And so we just let her hang out for a while and then we went back to the vet and had to make the decision to have her put down as well. And that was our last foster. And uh, Emily actually tried to convince me to take in a blind rat terrier puppy immediately after that, but she was going to Vegas and the dog got uh, fostered before she got back from Vegas. So we didn't get that one, but it's just, we've done, it's so much fun to do these fosters and we've had so many of them and we just keep doing it. It's fun. You don't sleep a lot. <clears throat> Delilah still wakes me up at 5.30 every day, but it's still fun and it's rewarding and it's great to get pictures from the people and see what the dogs are doing now. And it's fun to go to the events and, um, we're always fundraising. I'll put the link to the fundraiser in the show notes. Um, every year we do a fundraiser called strike your mutt and try to raise money for our organization. Cause they spend so much money on senior dogs. A lot of people don't take senior dogs because they cost a ton in medical bills. Uh, Delilah cost a lot cause she had to go to the vet a lot for, her. she had to get her teeth removed and she had to get a biopsy on some lumps. And I mean, we had the dog with a broken leg and we, we've had a lot of dogs that have a lot of medical issues and 
the only way we can pay for that stuff is through these fundraisers and through, uh, you know, we have a lot of dogs that get stuck in board and boarding and they can't find a foster for them, but they need to get them out of the shelters. And so they end up in boarding at the vet and it costs tons of money. So I'll post that link, donate if you can. Um, I greatly appreciate it. That's what we're asking for, for our reception instead of presents, like our, our housewarming and stuff. Um, and if you ever think about fostering, reach out to me because it's super fun. There's always animals that need it. There's always cats and dogs and um, I think even rabbits that need fosters. So if you're in Salt Lake and you're interested, let me know. If you're somewhere else, I'm sure I can find a foster system for you. Um, yeah, give it a thought. Think about doing it. It's definitely fun. It takes a lot of time, but I think it's really rewarding and that everybody should try it at least once. And that's all I got for today. Um, make sure you listen to through being cool. Make sure you listen to big shiny robot. Um, make sure you listen to coffee. I'll delete if Tom and Lance ever do another episode. I don't know what their deal is right now. Yeah. Tom, I'm talking to you. Um, listen to hello, sweetie. And that's it. I'll catch you next time.